Hey, fans, friends, neighbors, everybody who loves Under Review Show. It's Damon. I'm back. Here we go. We're going to talk a little Champions League action here. You call it football. You call it the soccer. You can call it what you want. But this is, uh, you know, apart from the World Cup, maybe the biggest sporting events on planet Earth that goes down. It's the best of the best in Europe, which is the best of the best in soccer. And uh, they're going down a very improbable final, one that if you bet on, you made a buttload of money. Um, Both these teams, um, Liverpool maybe not, but uh, Tottenham most definitely were not supposed to be here. And most both had spectacular journeys to land themselves in the Champions League final. It goes on June 1st. Of course, uh, if you want to bet on Champions League, you're going to go to betonline.ag. Those are our amigos. They take care of all the odds for us. They make sure that uh, we have everything up to date. They're first to market with odds forever and ever. That's their jam. And because of that, um, they're very keen on getting us here at the Under Review Show Every single nuance, every blip, every change, every um, possible anomaly in our hot little hands as soon as humanly possible. So if you're interested in actually betting on this, betonline.ag is your your destination. If you use the promo code REVIEW, you're going to get yourself a fat little uh, extra nugget of uh, money in your account automatically just for uh, listening to the show. Today, we've got uh, got, uh, the man, we call him Demovin. But uh, his name's Andrew. He is um, our English football aficionado. Um, this is a man who eats, breathes, swims, tastes, everything football. And um, we sat down and talked to him, or got him on the line anyway, and talked to him about this Champions League final that's coming up between Liverpool FC and Tottenham Hotspur happening on June 1st. Um, thanks for tuning in, though, guys. Make sure you hit subscribe. Find us on the iTunes machine, yada, yada. Bippity bop. Uh, I'm Damon D, and this is Under Review. All right, joining me, uh, the man. Here he is our, uh, our English football insider, the, the, the football um, guru that we have to bring on when important things in and football happened. Usually it's English football, but uh, it happens to be English football and Champions League football. Um, Andrew, how do you do, my friend? I'm good, Damon. Yeah. yeah very good. Good, good. You've, uh, well, I mean, Premier League season, over. Um, I mean, it's not like here, like in North America, where there's like actual seasons and it stops for six or eight months and starts up again. When, when does EPL start up again? It will start up in early August. Yeah, so, so you get like a month and a half reprieve basically two months reprieve something like that but um yeah it's getting shorter and shorter and with international tournaments and other things going on some of these guys don't even get a break so it's pretty intense they just go straight through to the end so um um result this year city uh wins basically on the last day of the season uh just got a quick recap on uh on on how the the season played out um and in terms of like being the favorite and the front runner from the beginning of the season um, seeing City just just pull it out here. Uh, deserved championship or um, way more opportunity for other teams that might, you know should have been there? Uh, that team doesn't deserve anything that they win because they break the rules financially and they, they're not legit in that sense. So, um, yeah, they don't deserve anything they win. They buy it. 
Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> and I, I mean, is that the opinion though of, of most uh, uh, premiership fans that aren't city fans? Not that there are very many of them. Absolutely. I think everyone can see what they're doing there. They're, uh, the way they run their football team is uh, crooked to say the least. Yeah. You've heard about the, like that they, they control their own, uh, the company that pays their sponsorship for the stadium is their own, right? Okay. So to stay stay within financial fair play rules, they basically pay themselves more or less money. Right, from the, and they rent the stadium for more or less. Yeah. And then, well, the naming rights. So they call their stadium a certain thing, and then uh, the company that gives them the money is their own company. The owner owns that company. So it's like, oh, we need an extra three million, or we need to pay three million less, or whatever. It's all crooked. Yeah. Now you're now you're on the. They'll put you on the jumbotron for an extra five rotations. <laughs> and then and then they just grab that five million bucks from it and they sell it to themselves. I get it. Yeah, it seems yeah. it seems an odd thing um, culturally too for for a team like that. But hey, you know what? Here's the thing though: with all their money and all their accolades and the fact that they've won two premiership trophies in a row, it doesn't negate the fact that they are not in the Champions League final. And, and that's fa- what will hurt them the most. <laughs> and that is why all that's why they do it. That's why they're there. They're they're one of those manufactured teams, similar to you know teams in La Liga and Serie A. And what are they after? Well, they're after going with that Champions League uh, uh, trophy, and they will not have their greasy little hands on it um, this year. But Premiership teams will. Um, I mean, hey, let's just say at the outset of the season, did you really think there would be two English Premier League teams in the Champions League final? Not at all. Um, for what's happened with the other European tournament as well, for four English teams to be at the, at the in both finals is uh, unprecedented and not expected. Um, obviously, with Liverpool being in the final last year and being a relatively good team that's kind of suited to European football, you always thought there might be a chance that they could get back. And um, obviously they did. But for the other teams to come through, especially Tottenham, was not expected. Yeah, the, the Spurs, they weren't even expected to like almost advance out of the like round of 16, right? Like, and they just sort of, you know, dug and, 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 and fought and, <laughs> and scrapped Yeah, they away. got some really, really good results along the way. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's good. Yeah, and so let's, let's talk about that. Um, they, you know, they were down by one versus Ajax heading into the, uh, the, the second leg of the semifinal. Um, Ajax was heavily favored, actually, in the match to win. Um, and, it, and, and so, I mean, I mean are, were you sh- as shocked with that result? I mean, it was only 1-0 for Ajax heading into it, which, so it's not an insurmountable league, um, you know, unlike the, the other semifinal that went down. Uh, but how surprised are you that they defeated a team like Ajax? And did you think that they would just park the bus and it would end up basically like a, a 1-0 aggregate win for Ajax? No, not at all. Um, Ajax are a very exciting young team that only sort of knows how to play really attractive attacking football. So you've seen them take apart uh, Real Madrid, Juventus earlier in the competition and and going away to Tottenham and getting the the away goal in a 1-0 win. If you were a betting man, which many of us are, you'd say, okay, they're going to go through because they're going to go to their home field. They're going to play the way they play. They're going to just put more goals on Tottenham. And certainly in the second leg, that's how it played out. Within the first 35 minutes, Ajax continued this trend of, of outplaying Tottenham. Um, they scored two goals, so they're 3-0 up on aggregate with an away goal. And with no disrespect to Tottenham and Tottenham fans, you just you didn't see a way back from that. It's like, okay, yeah, 
Um, obviously, they were missing Harry Kane, who's their talisman goal scorer. But they do have quality players. They've got Christian Eriksen in there. They've got Son. Um, these these guys can do things, and they got a sniff of a chance with Lucas Moura. Great goal. And from there, you actually saw the downfall. The problem with Ajax was that they're just a young team. They perhaps don't have that experience to be able to uh, to to take the pressure and shut up shop because as soon as that first Tottenham goal went in and then a second one in short order, they collapsed. And you and felt the game, them just sort of and the game, go, Yeah, oh, the game shit. completely reversed. And then you could see a way back. I mean, when the thing with football is it's all about momentum and that was such a monumental shift because at 3-0, and you've got to give credit to Tottenham for this because at 3-0 down on aggregate, as a, as a, as a player you've got to lift yourself so hard to get past that because everybody, I mean, it's natural. You must, must just be thinking, man, these guys are younger, they're faster. We're losing 3-0. How are we going to get ourselves out of this? And they somehow did. You know, two goals in four minutes puts them right back in the tie. They've scored two away goals now, which is great. And then, obviously, they come up with the winner with the very last kick of the game, which is the worst way to lose oh, a match. But, oh, man. <laughs> It is what it is, and credit to them. They, they, they put out a very, very good team that I, I, I would think, given the first leg score, most people would have bet heavily Ajax would go through that game. Um, yeah, I mean, once again, they were the favorites. Um, I didn't bet on that game because I think it was just 1-0, and I, I felt... I felt that that would, you know, going on the road, it was just, just going to be too tight. Um, I was completely wrong. I was daft in not betting on that game. I could have bet 100 things on it, and it would have something, I would have made some money somewhere. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it was not the result anybody expected. But it makes sense when you explain it like that to say that, yeah, these kids were high-flying, highfalutin gunslingers, you know, and then, they, and then they, when it came down, though, when push came to shove, um, that lack of experience really just was their downfall, where other teams... And we'll talk about them. For instance, Liverpool, a team that's been together a while with some fantastic leadership, with um, not only on the field, but but in management. Um, they're very cohesive. They've had a few years to learn who they really are, uh, facing, faced with far greater adversity and managing to, to come through it. So let's move on to that match. Um, you're sitting there watching uh, watching the first leg of, of the other semifinal, uh, Liverpool and, and Barcelona. And uh, you see, I mean, the thing that really got it for me was that that the, the second Messi goal, I think, the kick. Or was that the first one? That was the second one in that game. Um, third goal, the, the third goal, the free kick. Oh, that was his that, third. That was an interesting game because yeah, yeah, it was the third goal. You you look at it on paper and you say, well, on another day, Liverpool tie that game three three, or they lose three two, or they. Salah hits the post. At, I think he hit the post at 3-0. Um, and a team like Liverpool at 3-1 away, you go, yeah, there's still a chance we got an away goal because the most important thing to do when you go away from home is score a goal. It doesn't matter if you lose. If you get that away goal, you've always got a chance. So um, in the game, I don't think it's. I don't think you could say Liverpool were outplayed. You, they lost 3-0, which on paper looks crazy, but... I think the manager Jurgen Klopp said, "I don't know how much like how much better the team could have played. We just didn't <laughs> score against." Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I got they it. Played, 
the game they played was very, very good. They just couldn't hit the back of the net. And they had certainly three or four very, very good chances to score, which if Barcelona had had those chances, they would have put them in the net. And they did put goals yeah. in the net. Um, actually, it could have been worse. They missed towards the very end there. I think Dembele missed a, a, a guilt edge one-on-one to make it 4-0. And at 4-0, you, you really do say, right, that's game over. But anyway, um, Liverpool go to the new Camp. They lose 3-0. Everybody says it's all over. There's no way they can come back. And if you're a pragmatist, you look at it and you say, yeah, you're playing one of the best football teams in the world. They've got the best star players. They're 3-0 up. But here's the thing. They they did not play well enough in the first leg and they did not stop Liverpool from creating chances. And that was the big thing is going into the second game, everybody knew that Liverpool would get more chances and it would just be a question again of momentum. Like if they could get early goals and start putting Barcelona under a bit of pressure, then we'd see what they were made of. And do you know what? We did see what they were made of. They were made of nothing because that early goal went in within what? Seven minutes, minutes, I think. Yeah, Seven minutes. And Barcelona just slowly crumbled. They had a few opportunities here and there. And the goal, Liverpool goalkeeper made some good saves. I remember, especially at halftime, uh, Jordi Alba, he made, uh, Alisson made a good stop. But 1-0, going into the second half, I think every Liverpool fan, and, and I don't know what the live odds were, but certainly it, it, it felt like you could at least get it back to 3-3 three, three, three and try and get through extra time. But as we saw, um, Liverpool just did what they've done all season and they just ground it out. They just found a way. They got they got some great goals. There was an unfortunate tactical change because of the behaviour of Luis Suarez, but that proved to be Barcelona's undoing because Gini Wijnaldum comes in, scores two very quick-fire goals, much like Tottenham, right? And in European football, those quick-fire goals, they just knock the stuffing out of the other team. Yeah, I mean, that seven minute, I mean, that that was maybe it, right? That's where sh- everything shifted, where Barcelona went, ah, oh, shit, we're on the road. This is the most hostile environment. Like, they think it's it's crazy in Spain, you know what I mean? They never heard a louder 40,000 people, and they got, you know, 100, 100 plus where they're from. Um, but here's the other thing, though. It w- maybe it was a, a, a false sense of confidence on Barcelona's point, where they only needed one goal, basically. If they get an away goal, they're forcing Liverpool to five, and that is daunting, even more than the three nil. But also Liverpool shorthanded. They had half their squad out there, like or, or a couple of really, really significant uh, players. They did, and uh, that was definitely a talking point before the game. Is you've got two of the most, uh, well, one of the most prolific strikers in Europe. He's just won the Golden Boot, a share of the Golden Boot in the Premier League, and then Bobby Firmino, the Brazilian who basically has been putting goals on plates for players all season as well as scoring his own. So the the, the pointed edge of the, the, the three-pronged attack of Liverpool was down to one prong with Sadio Mane. And then Sir Divock Origi of Anfield, um, <laughs> who, who's been a very much a bit part player for most of the season, but has chipped in with some really important late goals. And it's super well liked too. Like, like yeah, it, it couldn't happen yeah. to a different guy. I mean, in terms of the culture of how uh, Liverpool embraces players and stuff, you know, there's guys that are just sort of afterthoughts. But he's always been a really well liked guy. He because he tries hard. He's not yeah. the technically. He's well. I would have said until recently he's not that technically gifted. But the efforts there. But the funny thing about Divock Origi, someone pointed this out. If you watch him, every single time he scores a goal. 
he's always looking around at the referee or the linesman as if it shouldn't count for some <laughs> reason. He's just waiting for he's him to a, get called back. He's like, hey man, did I just actually, yeah, did I just actually score? I'm just not sure about that. Oh my God, it's amazing. Well, but I mean, yeah, uh, he, yeah, he, he, he and um, Wijnaldum get Liverpool through that game. Um, I should imagine a lot of people made a lot of money on that. Well, I mean, here's the here's the deal though. It, I didn't. I certainly didn't. People expected the odds were in favor of Liverpool for that match, which I'm sure a lot of money went into. And obviously, they thought people, ah, oh, yeah, Liverpool's going to score two. Maybe they score three, but um, the, you know, the the chances of them three and Barcelona not getting the one are pretty slim to none in most people. I think so. In terms of the advancing, I'm not sure a lot of people bet on uh, on on Liverpool there. But for the game, for the match, I think a lot of people did, and they became very happy and were kicking themselves. Is that the greatest? Um, maybe the, is that the second greatest comeback in in you know Liverpool folklore in at least modern era? Uh, some people would say it's the greatest. Uh, you've got obviously the uh, the Istanbul comeback in uh, 2005, uh, three goals in six minutes, and then going on to win the European Cup on penalties. But uh, and Dortmund that was all the same the, game though too. Like, yeah, yeah. Like so Dortmund in the Europa League was a, a pretty phenomenal. Uh, come back. Uh, they Dortmund had gone two ahead early, and Liverpool came back to score four, very much like the Tottenham game. Now I'd say that the pro- probably Dortmund is better, and probably Tottenham is better than than the Liverpool comeback as well. But that's because of what we talked about, where the other team has scored and already put you on the back foot, right? Yep. And mentally, that's it's so much more difficult to lift yourself and to get through that game and against Dortmund Liverpool did it and against Ajax Tottenham did it now for it's still an amazing achievement for Liverpool to beat Barcelona 4-0 when they were 3-0 down but I think to make it similar to the Tottenham and the Liverpool comeback of uh, against Dortmund a few years ago let's say that Barcelona scored first and then Liverpool score five that's the sort of because they're getting over that mental barrier, right? If oh yeah. man, we're we're down right now. Yeah, they had a week yeah. to say we had a shot at it. Looked at the tape and said we were a better team. Exactly. This is the only tape, three the goals shows at that they home. Were just very, very, very unlucky. Yeah. Like most most honest football fans would look at that game and go, "How have you lost that three 0 Like if you played that game again, you wouldn't lose three 0 It's three two, maybe. Yeah, it's three one, three two, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, the, I looked at the, the odds on the morning of the game of the second leg and to use your the money line for Liverpool to qualify was plus 1,800. Yeah, wow. So if you, were, if you were brave enough to put money on it. <laughs> Which I'm sure a lot of uh, Liverpoolians were. They, are, they, they generally blind to, to uh, logic and free thought. Correct. Well, the thing was, if you knew, <laughs> if, well, if you knew, if you knew football, if you studied the first game, and you studied how Liverpool have been playing this season, and you studied, and you know about the effect of Liverpool playing at their home stadium in European games. That's a good bet. Yeah, you wouldn't have. You, you, it wouldn't have been. You've got no vested interest in the outcome, and but you've got a spare like hundred bucks or five hundred bucks sitting around, and you knew the sport. You'd probably have put money on that just because it's like, well, whatever. They could do it. You never know. Yeah, you're saying it's that plus eighteen likely. is more. It's actually yeah. an eight hundred to one. So screw that. If I'm going to make that much money off it, it's worth the the gamble. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's move on to this this final here, which is the unlikely final of all unlikely finals here. Um, one game to rule them all. No, no home field. It is where it's in Spain, correct? 
this uh, this yeah, one? Yeah, it's in Madrid. It's in Madrid, um, which so, I mean, that's home court, I guess, for nobody. Um, Spurs versus Liverpool. Obviously, Liverpool, who uh, came into a, a, like a shave second place to uh, to the Bastards in from Manchester City to win the league. Um and have some fantastic momentum considering <laughs> what they've been on and the run they've been on. Um, they're currently in, in terms of odds, a minus one Oh four favorite on the uh, money line for the game and a minus one ninety five favorite to, uh, to actually win the whole, to, to hoist the trophy. There's two sets of odds on BetOnline.ag, um, which is where you can go actually, um, for uh for you can get a little bonus actually if you use the promo code review anybody out there listening um you can head to bet online ag and uh bet on this match for the champions league final and uh we're going to give you an extra bonus a uh, 50% bonus in whatever you deposit so re up and get some extra cheddar um anyways the uh the the two sets of odds are basically on the game so there is a goal line um which is really un un-European. It's a very American thing, but uh, there's a goal line. Um, there's a money line and then there's a points total, which is enormous. And then there's a two lift the trophy. The reason why that is, and uh, Andrew, forgive me, I'm just explaining um, to people that uh, draws happen way more often than not, um, than you might think in, in football. So a game can end in a draw and then um, and that's why there has to be odds to lift the trophy because eventually somebody's got to win. So to lift the trophy, Liverpool's minus 195 and uh, the Spurs are at plus 160. So not a gargantuan, like super duper favorite is Liverpool here. What are your thoughts on on where those odds are sitting? It will always be around evens. You, you can't split the two teams in this regard because they're English and they know each other, right? It's not, it's not, um, it's not easy to separate them. Obviously, in in terms of the league table, there were a lot of points between the two teams, but that's not an indicator either because there are so many other different teams involved in the league. I think it will be a very close game, and I think what we're seeing here in the odds reflects that. Um, it's very difficult to pick a, an outright winner. I, you, I was looking at some of the goal scorers as well and some of the odds on who's going to score goals in the game, and, it, and it's again, it's really close. They've, there's obviously... Mo Salah is probably a good bet. Um, Sadio Mane. Lucas Moura will be good because he just got a hat, a, the hat-trick in the semi. But calling the result in this is very difficult. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I think it's interesting that you bring that up too, which is uh, Liverpool and Tottenham played twice this year because that's what you do in the Premier League. Liverpool was on top, both of those, but not by a crazy amount. I think they were both 2-1 matches, home and away. Um, but, I mean... This is going to be the third time this year that they've played each other. So, I mean, how much like that that muddles the water, muddies the water up quite a bit, I'd say, in terms of of what these teams are going to do. I mean, strategically, you know each other so so well. It's not like, I mean, Tottenham didn't even half the guys probably never heard of Ajax, you know, before they went into the game. Yet um, now they're going to see players in a league that they've been watching and following and and playing against all season long. So um, is this make it difficult to handicap a match like this, to, to figure out what, what each team's going to do? Yeah, they're so close. I mean, it, I don't really know how to explain it. The, the league results are a good, as you said, a good indicator. They were close games. Uh, one team didn't blow out the other. They understand each other's styles. So you, this is not going to be, perhaps not going to be, an expansive game of blowout goals. It's going to be very, very tight. It's going to be very much like a, 
like the league games play out between the two. So I think the betting is going to reflect that. People are not going to be expecting many goals. There's probably yeah, – you could bet on uh, some cautions, maybe some uh, some yellow cards, something like that. There a might bit be scrappy. A bit of, there might be a bit – it might be a bit of a scrappy game for sure. Um, what's yeah. the status on uh, – there's a Firmino and uh, – and, um, Mosalar are both going to be fine for this match. Right? There's enough time for them to both recover. Nothing too serious. Uh, Mosalar for sure, I think will be okay. Um, Firmino, I'm not so sure, but fingers crossed. And then also on the Tottenham side, Harry Kane, right? Who's there again? The talisman striker. He's not fit. He's missed the end of the Premier League season, but he's saying that he will be fit for the final. So that's a big thing for Spurs fans. Is that? Harry Kane can come back in. So yeah, the, the fact that they, you know, Liverpool got here without Mo, and they got there without Harry Kane is just it's it's insane. Is this like, is this maybe an era of like, is the Premier League catching up to these mega super teams for the rest of Europe that don't, you know, that just dominate their leagues and buy themselves championships in the in the Champions League instead of giving a crap about it? Is there some actual dare I say it parity in European? you know, league football right now? I think it definitely speaks to the quality of some of the squads that, that these teams are putting together. It maybe used to be that um, it's much more like the MLS where teams are built around one one big superstar. But I think for the last for the last little while, Premier League teams and managers, the, the managers know that you can't just build your team around one player because there are so many games now. The pace of the game is so frenetic. It's a very physical league, and players are not—they're not machines. They're not able to keep up with the pace. Like you can have so many fixtures, they—they they pile up, right? So, building a team around one or two individuals and and sort of hoping that they stay fit, which is certainly what in the past we've seen um, teams with those one or two individuals and them needing to stay in the in the team. That's not really the thing anymore because you so it makes you so. Uh, vulnerable to injuries so i think yeah it, it, it's not so much a competition with the uh, these other european sizes as managers and operations people just realizing hey we need a really good quality roster we need that depth yeah very much so um so how do you like how do you see this match playing out let's just say uh kane comes back Mosala comes back. Hell, let's just say Firmino, Roberto Firmino's in. We have two relatively healthy teams, so it's even on that. There's no other mitigating factors in in terms of injury or anything. Where, uh, like, how do you how do you see this game going? Like, give me the Colts notes of this 90 minutes, and uh, you know, you know, and uh, we're gonna have a chance on Bet Online to bet on like, you know, who scores more, scores less, and all that stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on it? What do you what are your thoughts on how you see it in vision in your mind? I think it's going to be a very, very close game. It's going to be almost too tight to call. It's probably going to uh, pivot on, unfortunately, an individual mistake or two right. by individuals. Um, the interesting thing about this is that we talked already about the mental strength, the, the mental aspect of the game and how it's tough for players to lift themselves and get through uh, adversity, which both of these teams have done. So, that's perhaps not going to motivation and, and strength and character is not in question for either team. But here's the thing. Liverpool were here last year and they 
they lost a disappointing final against a Madrid team. And that game pivoted on the actions of like one individual, Sergio Ramos, right? Yeah, taken out. Uh, up until that point, yeah. Liverpool had were very, very strong and were playing like really good free-flowing football, but they went on to lose the game. The reason this is significant is because... Oh. Uh, broke, earlier this week, you broke up the Barcelona game, he said, we planned... Can you can you start again there because you you just broke up for a quick second. I want to hear what why this is significant. Start there. Right. Um, so this is significant because Liverpool were there and lost. And Jurgen Klopp said this week, our goal as an organisation at the start of the year was to get back to Madrid and put this right. So they've had a trip to the Champions League which they've lost. Okay. So mentally, they've been there. They've been through the experience of going to a Champions League final. They've been through the experience of facing adversity and losing, right? What did they do off the back of that? They had a record-breaking champion, uh, Premier League season, and then they got back to the final. Yeah. So in terms of mental strength and determination, it's there. Yeah. So on the other side of the coin, you've got Tottenham, who have never ever been to a Champions League final? Ever. It's their first. They've never been to one. They've never gotten to the European Cup final. So, think of the weight of expectation that's going to be on those players' shoulders. Think of the weight of expectation of the fans and of the club, and the pressure. You know, this is your first one. Not only is it your first European Cup final, but it's against one of your closest domestic rivals that was 20, 20 or so points better than you in the league. And beat you twice. Now you feel like the fact, the X factor truly isn't the talent on the field or a person or a player. It's going to be just a tremendous amount of pressure that comes along with this, this Champions League final. It's going to be how the players on the day, how each individual on the day manages the pressure and the expectation. And that's why I think the game will come down to an individual mistake. As opposed if you know to, what I mean. It, yeah, it'll I do. come down to a player that just just in that brief moment has a, has a hesitation for whatever reason. Maybe there's nerves, whatever it is. Yep. And and when, you, when you're at the top of the sport, as both of these teams are, and when you have these quality, quality players, which both teams have, you just need to give them a second and then you, you're, you're a goal down. Yep, and that's yeah, exactly. And it's going to be lightning right? strike. Yep. And that's so, as, it'll end that easily too. Yeah, so I think that's really where we're at is that um, it's how it's how both teams manage the expectation on the day. Well, there you have it. Hey, uh, Andrew, we appreciate you taking your time and doing this um, with us whenever one of these amazing events comes up. And uh, we wish you uh, the best of luck in your betting on this on this game. Um, we might even have you back on as a quick hit right before the match because we'll have a ton of prop bets available and just weird, quirky shit that happens during the game. And maybe we can have some fun and throw some uh, money on it folks uh that's andrew thanks for tuning in this has been uh under review our uh, our champions league extravaganza episode once again betonline.ag that is where you go and you get um the latest newest odds once again they get them the quickest they put them on out faster than anybody else that's their mo um and under review well they feed all the information to us so we'll tell you why we'll tell you where they're going and uh, we'll tell you how to bet on them i'm damon d thanks for tuning in folks adios muchachos 